0: by the enemy of his son.
1: He had to wait out the roar of the jets as they passed over them and banked in the distance. Yes, Nikolai squealed.
0: Show yourselves, then launch upon your return.
1: As the machines of war returned, Sion said,
0: Please join me on your knees, heads Hearts in tune with God, secure in his promise that the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the saints of the Most High, whose kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and all dominions shall serve and obey him.
1: Rayford knelt, but kept his eyes on the Bombers. As they screamed into range again, they simultaneously dropped payloads, headed directly for the high place, epicenter of a million kneeling souls. Yes! Carpathia howled. Yes! 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 Rejoice, O heavens! You citizens of heaven rejoice! Be glad! But woe to you people of the world! For the devil has come down to you in great anger, knowing that he has little time. Revelation twelve: twelve Chapter One. Rayford Steele had endured enough brushes with death to know that the cliche was more than true. Not only did your life flash before your mind's eye, but your senses were also on high alert. As he knelt awkwardly on the unforgiving red rock of the city of Petra in ancient Edom, he was aware of everything, remembered everything, thought of everything and everybody. Despite the screaming global community fighter-bombers, larger than any he had ever seen or even read about, he heard his own concussing heart and wheezing lungs. New to the robe and sandals of an Egyptian, he tottered on sore knees and toes, Rayford could not bow his head, could not tear his eyes from the sky and the pair of warheads that seemed to grow larger as they fell. Beside him, his dear compatriot, Abdullah Smith, prostrated himself, burying his head in his hands. To Rayford, Smitty represented everyone he was responsible for, the entire tribulation force around the world. Some were in Chicago, some in Greece, some with him in Petra. One was in New Babylon. And as the Jordanian groaned and leaned into him, Rayford felt Abdullah shuddering. Rayford was scared, too. He wouldn't have denied it. Where was the faith that should have come from seeing God so many times deliver him from death? It wasn't that he doubted God. But something deep within, his survival instinct, he assumed, told him he was about to die. For most people, doubt was long gone by now. There were few skeptics anymore. If someone were not a Christ follower by now, probably he had chosen to oppose God. Rayford had no fear of death itself or of the afterlife. Providing heaven for his people was a small feat for the God who now manifested himself miraculously every day. It was the dying part Rayford dreaded. For while his God had protected him up to now and promised eternal life when death came, he had not spared Rayford injury and pain. What would it be like to fall victim to the warheads? Quick, that was sure. Rayford knew enough about Nikolai Carpathia to know the man would not cut corners now. While one bomb could easily destroy the million people who, all but Rayford it seemed— tuck their heads as close to between their legs as they were able, two bombs would vaporize them. Would the flashes blind him? Would he hear the explosions, feel the heat, be aware of his body disintegrating into bits? Whatever happened, Carpathia would turn it into political capital. He might not televise the million unarmed souls showing their backsides to the global community as the bombs hurtled in, but he would show the impact. The blasts, the fire, the smoke, the desolation. He would illustrate the futility of opposing the new world order. Rayford's mind argued against his instinct.